This is a very important year, 2017. It's the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. And so I've been asked to talk about the five solas. And the first sola, and you've all heard this before, of course, is sola scriptura. The Bible alone is our highest authority. By this, of course, we mean that scripture is our highest authority in the sense that it is the highest norm or standard that we have. It trumps every other standard in Christian life. And so whether we're talking about our own experience or the experience of others, if it contradicts scripture, then we have to be open to correction by scripture. And in each one of the five solars that I'm going to be talking about, uh, I am also going to come back with a but. Um, and though I've affirmed that Scripture is sola scriptura, it's the highest norm or authority, Scripture is never alone. It's never alone because we read Scripture, for example, in the light of tradition, the tradition of the church, or in light of our own tradition, the broader Wesleyan tradition. And we read it also in terms of reason and experience. Now, Albert Outler is the one who coined the phrase, the quadrilateral, which is obviously a play on four. Um, that's what's being appealed to here. But not all of the sources are equal. Uh, it's a quadrilateral, not an equilateral. And so scripture trumps reason, uh, experience, uh, as well as tradition. It is the highest authority, the highest standard or norm in the Christian life. And that's what the reformers meant by sola scriptura. There's another sola, again, we're quite familiar with this, sola fide. We are saved through faith alone in Jesus Christ. Martin Luther in the 16th century and John Wesley uh, in the 18th century affirmed this important truth which reflects the Bible, the teachings of Scripture. Listen, for example, to the writings of the Apostle Paul. Now, to the one who works... Wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. Sola fide, then, affirms that God justifies not the righteous, but sinners. That means, then, that we don't have to clean ourselves up first before we are forgiven. Sanctification or holiness follows justification. It follows the forgiveness of sin. Holiness does not in any way, in any sense, precede the forgiveness of sins. But, now here comes the but, saving faith is never alone, as St. James points out. Faith without works is dead. Put another way, justifying and regenerating faith will produce works, all manner of good works that make up the life of Christian discipleship. 
A good way of expressing this is that faith is active in all manner of good works, that good works are the lively fruit of our justification, showing that we have a lively faith, not a dead faith. Then there's sola gratia. We are saved by the grace of God alone. Um, and so we're not saved by human effort or by works. Listen to the Apostle John. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of flesh or the will of man, but of God. And again, listen to the Apostle Paul on this score. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Sola gratia means then that sinners are forgiven out of the great mercy of God, who offers sinners not condemnation, but, and this is an important word here, the gift, the gift of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And if salvation is a gift, then we are able to receive it now. But sola gratia must also, grace must also be understood in the context of the moral law. And so for Wesley, it's always going to be law and grace, lest grace be misunderstood simply as indulgence. And so Wesley argues in a way similar to Luther, the law sends me to Christ. But then Wesley also argues that Christ sends me back to the law. Not for justification, because we're already forgiven, but Christ sends us back to the law for illumination so that we might know what the express will of God is. And then there is sola, solus Christus. Uh, Jesus Christ alone is our Lord, Savior, and King. That is, we come to salvation only through faith in Jesus Christ as our mediator, our one mediator between God and humanity. Listen to scripture. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Well, this sounds so exclusive, especially in our postmodern context, but let us reason together. What about Moses, some might say, or Confucius, or Buddha, or some other great religious leader? They cannot redeem simply because, as sinners, they are a part of the problem. Only the God-human can redeem. That is, someone who is not a part of the problem. Only the God-human can overcome the alienation, the distance between God and humanity caused by sin. Only He can bring about reconciliation and atonement. Simply put, God must come. Emmanuel must be present. The incarnation must happen. All these others cannot redeem because sin bars the way. But though salvation is only through the name of Jesus, he is not alone. Remember, it is God the Father who gives the gift 
of his son. Listen to Paul in Romans chapter 3, verses 24 through 25. They are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as the sacrifice of atonement by his blood. What's more, the Holy Spirit administers the graces of redemption by bearing witness to the Son. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Salvation, then, is Trinitarian through and through, from the Father, in the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then lastly, soli deo gloria, to the glory of God alone, we live for the glory of God alone. In other words, the purpose of life, the reason that we have been created is to know, love, and enjoy God both now and forevermore. As the Apostle Paul writes, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Not our glory, but God's glory. Not our worship, but the worship and the adoration of God. And there are no ands, ifs, or buts about it.